Frank. Um, and I know him as Tony Schmelick, but uh, I also know him as a friend of Frederick County. That's enough. Tony, why are you here? <laughs> I appreciate you guys having me in today. It's, um, I'm, I'm coming in here today to announce that I will be running for county council at large. For this election? For this election. So Tony Schmelick has thrown his hat back in the ring. As you used to be a former sitting council member. I represented Council District 2. To, to where uh, Republican Steve McKay is there now. That is correct. Okay. So you're not running against Steve. You're running entire county. That is correct. Now, Tony, you and I have talked over the years. Are you in therapy or something that you're going back into <laughs> foray into politics? or? Well, you know, you sit around and you, you watch things. And for the last seven years, and certainly for the last three since I've been out of office, once again, we just watched our taxes continue to go up, and it's become more expensive here to live in Frederick County. My own children can't even afford to, to buy and live here in Frederick County. And that's, would, you, would you tell people who you are? I mean, I know you, of course, and Frank knows you. But uh, we're, we're talking, this is Tony Schmelick. If you've never heard the name, uh, it's lucky I can even pronounce it because I think the first five years I knew you, it was something else. But it's Tony Schmelick. That's right. That's why I ran for office so everybody could learn how to say it. Uh, I'm working on it. And uh, <laughs> who are you? What do you do? Uh, Please. Uh, okay, so uh, I've, I've been a resident of the county uh, since I was five years old. Actually, I live in the same house uh, that I have been in uh, since 1972. I purchased it from my parents in 1996, and I have raised all 11 of my children there. I have seven boys and four girls, and my seventh grandchild is on the way. Uh, and, you know, I want Frederick to be a place where they can live and grow up if they wish to. You know, sadly, right now I've had... You know, three of my children have moved out of the state in order to afford to live. So I'm positive. Yeah, three. Actually, I forgot my daughter moved to Richmond recently. You have 11 children. Yes. I know why you're running for office. I, I know. <laughs> What's well, not for the money? No, to get out of the house. <laughs> I, I know what it is. And, and as I remember also, is it, correct me if I'm wrong, um, you homeschooled your children? We have been homeschooling for 20, oh, 23 years, I think, this year. Well, outstanding. And I, I, you know, I respect you for that, if nothing else that you've well, done, which is, you know, we're going to get into that. Tony, you ran for office. You were a sitting councilman. Uh, you ran for re-election. You were defeated. Uh, I don't know if it's on issues or if it was just a wave or whatever. Uh, but uh, Republican is in the district, which uh, is kind of a progressive district in my mindset, which is District 2. Uh, why are you taking on the whole county rather than going back and saying to Steve, Steve, I think I want my seat back? Well, I, you know, I, I, obviously no one likes to be primaried. And, you know, I've always said in the past, it's kind of we got to respect the folks that are there. If sure. We think they're doing a good job. Uh, I don't agree with Steve on every decision he's made as a council member. And I'll be the first to say that there are some certain things that we don't agree on. But I'd say 85, 90 percent of the issues that Steve and I do align with. And, you know, I want to be in a position to help him, uh, you know, to bring forth the other things that he would like to do, like fiscal responsibility and things like that. You know, he has made some good proposals when it came time for the budget season. And I thought they were worthy listening to, as as did Billy Kirby and I did back, you know, when we were the first term uh, uh, council members and constantly got beat down when you don't have the majority, you can't be there. So uh, I, I saw the council at large as, as a place to be more effective, if you will. And candidly, I think we need to hold other individuals who have come out that are running for office that had opportunity to have large budgets and haven't shown uh, that they're capable of, of managing them in a proper way, given the fact that our school teachers are continuing to, you know, once again, they're lining up asking for money. And I do believe that the council has a way of influencing that because it is the county executive who asks 
the county council to approve the budget and then send it over to the BOE. And I do believe there's ways that we could influence that process, too. All right. Uh, if you have a question for Tony Schmelich, I don't know if you've done this before, you, but uh, yeah, uh, absolutely. If you want to text message that, I'll be glad to pass that on to uh, uh, Mr. Schmelich. Mr. Schmelich. Anyhow, uh, I, I think that a lot of people don't understand, uh, and, and I'm a conservative, and, and you know, I, I don't say, you know, I'm a big Republican. No, I'm a big conservative. And the reason I say that is I don't like the direction Freddie County's going in. Not because of the people or growth, but because of, of the taxing and the fact that it's, like you say, you three of your children have moved out of state because they can't afford to live here. And that's, that's not something I want my children to have to do. Uh, physically conservative, what about law and order? How do you feel about the law and order in Frederick County? We're, you know, we're, we're in a the Metroplex where we, we have a lot going on, MS-13, uh, drug overdoses, all that's going on. Uh, and, and it's been mentioned before by some candidates, not yourself, because I don't know yet, but they, they talk about a county police force. Uh, is that something we need in Frederick County? I, I think that would just be another wasteful expenditure. I mean, we have a, we have a system that's worked well, and mm-hmm. I think that the facts bear out the fact of how well uh, our current county sheriff, who's running for his fifth term, has done um, to keep crime under control, to keep MS-13 out of the county. Uh, he's done a fantastic job. I don't know what the impetus would be other than politicians want more control. When you start having police forces, then you have a police commissioner who's going to answer to one person, and that's going to be a county executive. I just don't think that's a right tack for Frederick County, at least not at this time. I just don't think it's the proper way to go. All right, let me ask you some more questions about spending because we're going to talk about the school board, and Frank has his questions all lined up. And if you want to text a question, you may do so at 301-694-9363. It's 519. We're taking a short break, coming back on Wednesday. And to our... Um, to our show today, we welcome Tony Schmelich, who has announced, uh, just announced that he's running for county council at large as a Republican. Um, I'm, I need to assume that, but I, I thought so. Uh, Frank, some of the things that you see that uh, that we're seeing as the, as the candidates come forward now and we're getting close, when is the cutoff for uh, announcing for office? I'm sorry. Go ahead. February 22nd is the last day to file. See, I just found out that the, that the, they're raising the county, uh, the uh, clerk's office up and the register's office up. Man, I, I could, if I wanted a job, man. That'd be, anyhow, I digress. Tony, what do you see the biggest problems are facing Frederick County? Is it uh, someone texting about illegal aliens? But uh, uh, what else? What's facing Frederick County now that you see that, that you would want a hand in to fix or make better? Well, you know, one thing I'd like to see is we've kept the constant rate now for in excess of seven years. Explain it, please. Um, so when you get your property tax bill, um, you know, the law requires that the government, if they don't um, come in and keep the the amount of money you pay each year, which would be called the tax, the constant tax rate. So let's say your house is worth $100,000 and you paid $6 in taxes on it and your property value went up to... Well, the government would be required to take that 6% tax and lower it to 5 point something in order just to continue to maintain the $6 that they were getting on the $100,000, if you will, or $100. So when we keep the constant yield, which has been at 1.06 now for actually 11 years, and every year for the last 11 years, there's no doubt... Property values have gone up and gone up and gone up. And, you know, every year we pay more and more in taxes. Uh, So, and there's never been a break. 
not not a break. Now, I personally own multiple properties in the county, and I've just seen every one of those go on across the board. So there are folks that say, well, oh, well, people down in there, they can afford that in Urbana. They can afford that over here where they live. But is it a matter of affording or is it a matter of allocating our funds properly? I mean, the county has gone through recently, you know, Jan Gardner has consistently added employees every single year and grown the size of the government. I ask people, have you seen anything, any increases in your services? Have you seen any improvements or anything like that? Now, I'm not saying you don't occasionally need people, uh, but I think it's time that we have a contraction, if you will, and take a really hard look at the, all the employees. Now, I'm not talking about fire and rescue employees. No. You're talking about administration and, and executive type. I, 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 was, I, I still sit back mad to the extent I don't get mad, but upset that we were sold this bill of goods on charter government. I know I can't change it now, and it's going to take a, a miracle to ever happen, but... It, what a lie that was going to be cost-neutral. What a lie. It, it has not been cost-neutral. No. And, and quite frankly, I found out the other day that I, I thought it was bad when I was a county council member, um, you know, seven years ago, and that the count, the executive had an X number of people on right. the staff. I've understood that it's grown by six or seven more people. And I'm like, what What are these people in that administrative what office? What do they do? You know, I, I just, I've never been a big fan of that. I think there's got to be a way to control cost. And those, those are minor in the big picture, but it seems like we've had they're not, they're not a new, we've had this new committee. Employees. What's that? They're not $40,000 a year employees either. You're talking over a hundred grand for these. Employees. Some of these are very expensive yeah. folks. Yeah. Well, right, right now we no longer just have a, I, I was told that there's actually uh, someone besides the CFO and executive CFO. And like, we didn't need that when, when I was in there and uh, What's the county commissioners obviously didn't. Why does the CFO need right. need an assistant that's equal, like an assistant in the CFO? Yeah, we're talking chief financial officer for Frederick County. Yes. And, and we have a county manager also, yeah. and we have a county executive, mm-hmm. and we have, anyhow. <laughs> Frank, I uh, would yield to you if you have yeah, some let me. Questions. There are so many issues to uh, talk about when it comes to county council business. Let me uh, ask, ask you what I know is a complex issue really simplified here but you had a reputation before of not being a no growth uh and and growth being still being the hot issue in frederick county not being a no growth uh uh councilman uh and a pro-business councilman so at the uh last county meeting or last week uh they decided to help purchase land in the city for a uh conference center uh would you agree from a pro business to, to get uh a growth going in the uh, city that this was wise or would you have opposed it so when we were when i was on the council uh and the conference center has been up in the air for probably 15 years or more that'd be a correct statement i'd say um you know i had voted that we should do a uh i agreed with doing a um and I'm drawing a blank, but a um, tax, I cannot remember the name. I apologize. But, a, t- a tax uh, to, uh, to, to fund this? Or um, to- not, not a tax to fund it where, and I apologize now, I, I draw, I'm drawing a blank on it, but where the, deferred, the, ta- the new taxes that the, would mm-hmm. come from the improvement of the property, that revenue would be specifically given back to that area to improve the roads and things like that around that Mm-hmm. for that infrastructure. So while the, the folks would be paying a new tax, the revenue from that tax would be used to purchase bonds up front in order to pay for 
infrastructure and things like that. That's not taking any money out of anybody's pocket. When we start taking money out of taxpayers' pockets, I'm not for it. Even though it's a, we we have even though it's it's within budget. I am not for taxpayer money being spent on private enterprises such as that because there's not been one proven example in the state where it's worked. Okay. And look, at, you can look right up at Rocky Gap or Resort and Casino. It was uh, spent, I believe it was something like $40 million developing that place in the state of Maryland sold for $8 million. Not to disagree, but my, my understanding is in a lot of municipalities and a lot of cities across the country that there are these uh, public-private partnerships. And uh, the, the public end gets involved to jumpstart a project that the, the private side would follow up on. And sometimes they're done really well. Look what um, Mayor Young did back with the Carroll Creek Project. And he, he built the infrastructure and then the business came in because it was a good thing. But now you're talking about bringing a business in and basically funding that business, saying that there's going to be ancillary things that come from it. And the the developers are asking for money and actual hard money. Is it really a partnership? You know, when the city of Frederick entered into an agreement to purchase the building, when I saw the numbers originally, it looked like they were losing money on the end purchase because they were making nothing. So if you make nothing, if you bought it for three million and you sit on it for ten years and you only get three million, that's a bad investment for the taxpayers. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. And it's been languishing for years over there. So um, a tiff. That's what. I was referring to earlier. So, and, I, and I'm okay with that. So if it really made business sense, why doesn't the developer just jump right in and spend that money? Well, that's a good question. And uh, I got to hold you over just a little bit because I have uh, two more questions and I got some comments for people coming in and uh, some like you and some don't. Oh, that's me. <laughs> we'll be right back. Free Talk Radio. This is, uh, let's see, I guess I can use her name. She says so. Amy Gruby. Proud of Tony Smellick for throwing his hat in the ring for the county council. Kids and I'll be happy to help you. Just, you might write that down so you know people are going to help you. Tony Smellick just announced he's going to run for county council at large. And uh, Tony was a former member of the county council. He's a local individual. Somehow he has 11 children. <laughs> I, mean, just as, I mean, what a blessing you are to uh, Dr. Spock and everybody else, I guess. And uh, Tony, they... One of the things that you did say was the cost of living in Frederick County. We talked about constant yield and that fact that it keeps going up and up. The taxes go up and up. You were talking about TIF, which was the tax deferred. It's, uh, I don't know what TIF stands for. Tax, and tax set, incremental. Incremental. What's the F stand for? Financing. Well, thank you, sir. And uh, it had to do is when we talked about the county conference center downtown or city conference center that – County, because right now there's too much money for politicians, so they have to spend it. I understand that. Uh, you don't have to hold it back or anything, or you know, like that. And that's a fact. We know that from both Annapolis and 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 the city and the county. So where does we where does that take? What what's going to separate you? What's going to differentiate you from the rest of the county council people at large? Why 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 do we vote for Tony Schmelick? Well. I definitely had the experience, right, my many years here uh, of doing that. Um, one thing we didn't mention, uh, Tim, is that, uh, that I am a local business owner, and I have owned my own business for 35 years. Uh, nothing to hide there. I am a building contractor remodeler. Uh, right. I'm not going to – I've never run away from that. I've been accused of being a, a pro developer, uh, and it's – I'm just pro Frederick County, and I think it, we need to have responsible growth, and we need to have it in the right areas, and I think we're doing that. And so uh, I, I think that we need to continue – Continue that path, but I also think that we need to make it 
uh, easier once it developed is approved. I think we need to make it easier for these projects to move forward in a timely manner because it, time is a killer, too. Not only are they hard, the, the, the taxes that have continued to go up, uh, and, and I think some of the wasteful spending that we've seen, uh, but that, you know, there's got to be a way to streamline some of these processes when you look at what it costs. I mean, Frederick County, we were talking off the air about, you know, how much tap fees cost for existing businesses. You know, they want to add a bathroom. I'm, I'm currently working with a, 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 client. a client in Newmarket that added a couple of bathrooms, and they're already an established business. They're a pretty large business. And a couple of bathrooms, a sink, and, and you know, they're now paying $20,000 in additional tap fees. Now, they're already going to pay user fees for the use of the water and sure. things like that. But just for the right to add a toilet costs about $5,000. That's not talking the bathroom. That's not talking the walls, the electric, the insulation. Just for the fixture itself. Just No, just oh, for the county. It, yeah. Just for the fee to let the county say, yes, sure, you may build a bathroom. Now, yeah, that's wrong. It is wrong. That's wrong. And we need to stop some of those practices. We need to make it affordable so that businesses don't charge people as much when they go out. Just think, that happens to local restaurants when they want yeah, to add something. That's what's, yeah, we you know, they add a that. mop sink. It doesn't come free. It, there's an associated fee with it. We need to start looking at those things, how we can actually be pro-friendly. If we want business to come here, and that's everyone tells us. We want business to come to business Friday. We, we, we want to be business friendly. We want to, we're open for business. We're not open for business. You know, this is what economic development tells us all the time, and yet we have these hindrances, if you will, uh, that, that stop things, you know, and, and someone says smart, smart growth. Well, smart growth is only good as, if you follow it. You know, you know, and I'm, I, I like the idea of, of conserving our land, and I think Frederick County has done a great job. I mean, they put a goal out of 100,000 acres back, I believe, in the late 90s. And, you know, I believe we're over 60,000 acres that we've preserved through different programs, and that really hasn't cost the taxpayers any money. It's done through transfer tax and other things like that. So, you know, we need to encourage those programs more. We need to help our farmers more here locally to allow them to have different opportunities. I mean, that was a big thing that I was a council member, and I still see it as a problem, where there was a big push back on allowing farmers to use their lands as event centers and things like that. Yeah. And they made it very difficult for them. I know a couple of folks that had tried to start operations and they were basically shut down by the county. Now, you got to follow the rules. I get it. And you got to be good neighbors. But the county's not bending over backwards. And that's not to bang on the county employees because they do a great job. I deal with these folks almost every day right. in the building department. These folks are fantastic across the board. But when they have to push policies from the county executive... You know, it's not a good thing. So, you know, what I'd like to see is Michael Huff get in there. I'd like to see someone like Neil get in there and help him rein in some of that spending. You know, not be Montgomery County. He's absolutely spot on on about that, you know. So hopefully folks understand that. And you come up here, and if you're going to vote like you live in Montgomery County, then you're going to have Montgomery County issues. So, Well said. Frank, anything else? For well, uh, speaking speaking of, of that um, uh, political statement that uh, for the gentleman running for uh, county executive, uh what do you say to those who say it's a little too late if you don't want to be Montgomery County because we are as far as the general growth and the, the increase in housing development and all that in Frederick County? Well, Montgomery County is, you know, over a million, 1.2 million people plus. You know, we're only about 270 million right now. 270,000. And we have definitely restricted the areas of growth where it can occur. There's no doubt about that. I mean, you can look the way... Um, you know, agree or disagree with this, the following is, but I've watched how some of the farms have been selected for preservation that got priority. Maybe they they were proper to be on the list or maybe not. But if you look at like Walkersville is a perfect example where all the farmland around it has been preserved. 
Walkersville can't even annex those farms to grow. It's going to grow out so far, and it's going to have to stop. So we've done a good job of concentrating growth, I think, around the infrastructure that we put in, like the wastewater McKinney treatment plant, which designated growth. I mean, to go down where I live, people don't like that. I'm just telling them the truth. We spent 40 to $60 million in infrastructure, and we're not taking advantage of it. And then we charge businesses an additional fee just to have the right to use it when they're going to be paying additional fees and user fees over the life of it anyway. So I think there's lots of things that we can do for that. And so um, it's it's a different road, and we're not Montgomery County. Like I said, I've lived here for 50 years, and I know yeah. there's there's quite a few people that can say that, but not as not as many as there used to be. And, you know, this is a place I'm going to end up in. I'm I'm not leaving Frederick County. That's why I'm back in this fight, because I think it's deserve, it's worth fighting for. And I've just watched it continue to be harder and harder for people to move in here and really appreciate it. And I, I believe I, I heard you all talking earlier w- w- with Senator Huff about folks that are leaving. I, I know many, many people that have retired and left. Sure. Contractors like myself that have done well in their mid-60s said, Tony, North Carolina, South Carolina, Florida, Tennessee, Arkansas, I mean, these are all the places that my friends are just leaving the state. They're just going out. They said they can't afford to retire here. And that's sad. That, that is really, really sad. And then, and I'll just say this one, targeted, targeted funding and giving back money, it was a mistake when it happened a few years back, but we just gave $7 million back. Now, here's the crazy thing, unintended consequences, and I think folks should know this. So it was given as a refund to homes that were less than $300,000. I am a landlord. Do you think that I needed any property tax credits? But what do you think I got as a result of this legislation, of this give back? So I had two of my properties receive this back. Right. I mean, that's, that's not what we should do. If we, if we had $7 million to give back, why didn't we just, why didn't we take that money we have problems with schools. We need teachers that need to be paid appropriately. I get it. You know, that, that discussion has been going on year, and I fought the County Board of Education for years. That every three, oh, well, no, we're not getting enough. We're not matching enough. And, the, and then the, we hire people that say, oh, we're going to fix this. But we don't peg things to the cost of living increase agreements like that. We always want to, you know, put them into one small box. The teachers never really liked me, but they never understood that I'm, I'm, I'm in, on their side because we have to have a better way to get them money and know that their salaries are going to increase in, over time and not have to fight every two or three years when their contract renewals come up. So you, you would say that are you saying that you would have opposed the uh, county's decision to give the, what is it, $175 uh, rebate to uh, property owners uh, uh, with property under 328000 I think? So you already had the $7 million sitting there. Um, is there a, a middle school or a elementary school here that could do some improvements? Or is there an annexation that we could use? Is there some potholes that could be fixed? I mean, we've lost our highway user funds. You know, they're very slowly coming back over time. But, you know, we have a lot of things that we could have used and said, okay, let's not talk about this kind of stuff for, you know, quite frankly, I think that's straight up politics as people buying votes, and I think it's wrong. Right. You know what? If you kept the constant yield. occasion or the constant yield, you wouldn't maybe have had that excess, and you manage the funds that you have. Tony, how do people get a hold of you if they want to support you, want to talk to you, want to ask questions? How do we reach Tony Schmelick? So you know what? The best way to reach Tony Schmelick is to text me or call me at three zero one seven four eight six one four six. Before long, we will get my Facebook page going back up, and. Uh, 
will, you know. But I say folks call me. You know, it's one of the compliments I had as a council member. Folks said, you know, when I, when I called, I picked up, when they called, I picked up the phone. It's one of the, the nice things about being self-employed. I was able to devote a lot of time. So when folks called, I picked the phone up. I didn't say, well, hey, I'm working my nine-to-five job right now. I can't deal with you. And I have seen that with council members. Well, for your benefit, since you're giving out a, a phone number as opposed to a simple uh, website address, give us the phone number again, because not everybody can, <laughs> while they're riding around, come up with those numbers real quick. 301-748-6146. Okay. Have not put a website together yet, but we will get something up and running. 